0: Uh so I assume you're drinking Sprite Zero. You, you have anything else with it? You you have a little something something added to that? No, Blake, not at all. <laughs> oh, come on. We got to do we got to do a little like what you drinking tonight. You got to you got to let the people know. Nibbling on sponge cake watching the <laughs> oh, so sun you're bake. Having, you're having a nice little Sprite and tequila combo. I can tell. I'm I can tell. You know what I'm drinking, Scotty? <laughs> what? What is it, Blake? I'm drinking garbage water. <laughs> You're drinking trash boy juice. Good old trash drink. It comes in a blue can, and for some reason, it's called Bud Light. The Bud Light. The food Great Bud Light. Oh, so, um, it's horrible. I feel but bad. It's free. Yeah, how did you get free bud? Then again, my, my um, tequila was free. I got it from Emily's <laughs> house. So my dad had a Christmas party, okay. and um, he got to bring home all of like the excess stuff. Uh-huh. And apparently for his office, the excess means over 40 cans of Bud Light. Oh, my God. Blake, you're going to die. Like there we is just so can build an iron much. throne of Bud Light. <laughs> I would. There's also there's also a box of uh, glasses of Bud Light and Michelob Ultra. What? What? And two bottles of white wine. Why are you just going so, into the Bud Boys then? Because I need to save the good stuff for Christmas. Oh okay. I, I need the good stuff to get me through Christmas. La, da, da, so, for right da, now, the drinking that trash shit. The da 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 da, the king of beers. So, see, I could handle a regular Budweiser. Yeah. That's fine. It's more of a full body flavor, it's decent. Bud Light, it just tastes like shit. Well, I mean, it's zero. It's... There's no... Yeah. There's just no other way to put it. Like, I can't come up with a clever little anecdote or a fun little metaphor. No simile or anything. It's just horrible. <laughs> it's just garbage juice. I'm a garbage boy drinking garbage juice. And then you just start breakdown down crying. Mm. Fuck this shit! I'm Blake. And I live the Rat Man lifestyle. I drink Bud Light and I never leave my basement. Ha ha ha! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load, I said a load, a load of B.S., that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I am talking about he, the B to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it is Blake Tanner. Mm-hmm. And it is, of course, the S, the Tequila smash and Woo! Sprite woo! Dealing, dealing red-headed son of a gun. Big guy. I have loaded this Sprite Zero with an entire bottle of tequila, and we are going to have woo, a by-god fantastic show. Let me tell you right now. Mmm, that's, good. that's, good. <laughs> that's I, good. I feel so bad as I'm drinking, like, probably my favorite tequila and one of my favorite zero-calorie beverages, and then I look over to see you holding, like, you look wrong holding a Bud Light. It. <laughs> I know. it. It feels wrong, but it's all that I have right now. Like, I know I've made, like, I've said this comparison before for other things, but have you ever, like, played... Of a really old video game where the character creation was all you did was swap the head and then swap the body mm-hmm. and then you would ever once you would swap the body and it would look completely wrong compared to the way the rest of your character was. That's what it is. Your head is still blank, but the body has become some sort of mythical trash it's some, boy. It's some kind of like UFC fighter that doesn't get <laughs> endorsed by the right beer. <laughs> Oh, man, wait, hold on, was it, but was that the, because I remember that's probably one of my favorite things Brock Lesnar has ever done, but was it, it Coors Light was sponsoring UFC. Yeah, because Bud Light wouldn't pay him nothing. (laughs) That's right, after the show, they were just like, well, Brock, you've won, what are you going to do next? He's just like, well, I'm going to go home, I'm going to drink a nice, refreshing Coors Light, because Bud Light won't pay me, and maybe I'm going to lay on top of my wife. (laughs) I'm like, fuck yes. Yes. However, after his most recent fight in the 2016 at a press conference right after, as he was celebrating his victory, the press conference in the match, which was sponsored by Bud, yeah, he's he says, yep, yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Oh, that's so Bud good. Light. Well, I think Bud Light <laughs> sponsored the original UFC show too. That's why he was like, Bud Light might be sponsoring them. They ain't sponsoring me. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Fuck it. Um, oh, God. So it's been a week. How have you been, buddy? I've been all right. I've just kind of been getting adjusted to, like, having to actually go and do work and then, like, figure out... Because I finally... I've got an app on my phone that lets me control my computer from when I'm out, so I've been uploading the episodes of like BS and Opposite Attractions from on my phone within like a retail store. So I'm having nice. to get used to like working from within, but I do feel a bit like a wizard every time. I'm just like, <laughs> it's the future, Marty. Look at what I'm doing. It's Marty, excellent. Marty, Marty, you gotta look at this phone, Marty. D- Doc, it's just a picture of your balls. Lick 'em. Oh my god, Blake. Um, can I just, okay, so I, I want to, I don't want to ask you how your week has been, I want to guess based on our interactions alone, cause having known you all these years of my life, I know when stressed (laughs) Blake happens, and it's when Blake, Blake just gets angry at everything it does not matter what it is like blake could reach into a bag of fucking sour gummy worms and pull out the green and yellow kind and not the blue and red one and be like fuck these gummy worms toss them across the room okay so i have because i just love i have a feeling this week has gotten to you in certain ways (laughs) Oh, You know that it's bad when, like, Scotty – I mean, our friendship is a special thing. We we like to highlight the good stuff, and we try to keep the goose, and we try to keep the serious stuff for, like, you know, more for everybody else but us. Yeah. And we try to keep each other high on, like, the good stuff. Uh It is a cold day in hell when you message me asking, hey, buddy, are you doing all right? Yeah. I mean, I know – I know this isn't, like, our our wheelhouse, but, like, are you okay? You okay? Yeah, because, like, because I, I still have, like, paranoia in my head where I'm just, like, if Blake dies and I didn't say anything to him, I'm going to feel like shit. So I got to at least be like, hey, buddy, how you doing, buckaroo? You want to go get milkshakes or something? Just Oh, like, God. Uh, this is this happens to me every finals week though, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, as you know from history, I, I've been dealing like the other thing though is when you're in a, like a time of stress and shit, it's always the little things that get to you. Yeah. Like the other day, so like, I've been noticing like them being out of ketchup in the cafeteria and fucking the fucking ketchup or like the wrong fucking gummy worm. If I get the wrong gummy worm, that's it. It's over. Um. But I woke up, I think it was like Tuesday and Wednesday. And I come over and I go to my desk and I turn my computer on because I need to do some work or something. I look down on my desk and I see a little glass bowl of almonds uh-huh. that I just left out. You know, kind of in the open because they're just fucking almonds. Yeah. They're not going to go bad. Um, and leading away from that little bowl of almonds is the biggest fucking trail of fire ants <laughs> that I have ever seen. Oh my god! So, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, Blake told me that there was an ant situation. The fact that they're fire ants makes it increasingly worse. Yeah, because I can tell those little motherfuckers from like, their more docile cousins, the black sugar ants. Yeah. Um. So these bastards, there's... There are hundreds of them. I can then trace the trail down into the little hole in the wall that they came out of. Mm-hmm. And that was at the point that I broke. Uh-uh. Utterly and terribly. So do you know what I did, Scotty? Do you know what I did Anticide. to rectify this ant situation? No, I could not go upstairs, and I could not get the bug spray that kills ants. Uh-huh. Do you know, I took and I upended a can of air duster. a <laughs> canned air. Because you know what, when you upend it and you spray it out, you know the ga- the liquid, the gas comes out as a liquid. Oh my you god, it you demented! It really fucking cold. It <laughs> I... Really fucking cold. I thought you just like blew. And it I off. went full. No, no, no! I went full motherfucking Frozone on on this group of ants, <laughs> honey. Honey, where, where is, my is my super, super suit? suit? Oh, never mind, I don't need it, because I'm about to freeze these motherfuckers. Oh my god, and you went, no, no, Frozone, because Frozone was a good guy, you went like Mr. Freeze, you were just like, I to meet you, ants. I don't think so, because these ants, they did throw the first stone, they did invade my territory, which is sovereign, Blake uh-huh. Nation. Um, That's not the worst part. Okay. You see, as I did that for a good, yep, well, I did that to the ants that were on the, on the floor, on the tile floor, because I didn't want to get cold stuff on my desk, because that bitterant tastes real bad, um, when I noticed that there were a bunch of them still left on my desk, I, I noticed that I had, like, you know, one of those long lighters that starts long, like. Fire lighters that starts a a grill or something. This was the game of fire and ants. Like, you just took care of both of them. Well, I started that thing, and I just decided that I was going to light some motherfuckers up. And I found out that it very quickly ends an ant's existence if they are touched by flames. You see, this is why I message you, Blake. Because this is how it starts. It starts with just (laughs) like, yeah... I committed ant genocide the other day, and then, like, it extends to 50 dead on college campus. That's why I was like, I have to say something or else. I do not want you to take it that far. I do not want you to, like, make... Why are you planting the seed that (laughs) I would eventually hurt other people? These are fucking ants. No, These are an invasive species, Scotty. They deserve to be terminated from our sovereign land. No, I would love if you were just like, you know what, I didn't have that idea, but now you've put that idea in my head. So now it's gonna be your fault. No, I'm not gonna joke about that one. Um... I did end the existence of a lot of ants, though. And then I had to bug spray where they were coming in. And it was just a horrible, horrible situation. Because ant, man, Ant, ant invasions are no joke. We've had a lot of fun here tonight with the BS. But let me tell you about <laughs> fire ant invasions. Okay. Um, if once a fire ant colony establishes itself on your computer desk, there's going to be impossible to uh, remove... Are you starting the ant propaganda? This is ant propaganda. Like there are anti-ant gonna be ant propaganda. Anti ant co- propaganda. There's gonna be like fucking Captain America comic books coming out with horrible drawings of ants in it, and he's just like, do what you can <laughs> to kill these ants. Invest in bonds, children. Alright, Captain just- America. <laughs> It's just gonna be the old Captain America comics from the 40s, except all of the Nazis are replaced with ants. Like, there's gonna be, like, really offensive accents that they give the ants. It's like, ants don't even sound like that. Could you not? I mean, can't believe it. Uh, Although it is much more efficient than it would have been, like, if I had to remove all of those ants one by one. Um, So I will say that. Do you ever have that moment where you, like where you drink a little bit out of a bottle and then you put some liquor in it and you taste it and you're like, wow, that's a really good blend. I nailed that. But then there's always that moment where you take it too far and realize like, oh no, that just takes like tequila now. That's what's happened with this yep. bottle of Sprite. I'm like, oh, okay. Jimmy Buffett has destroyed my mouth with his margarita tequila right now. Oh wow, we're only nine minutes in. Yeah, I know. And you've already talked about how you've become Aunt Hitler. Like, just taking out all these ants. It's okay, I've done it I'm not gonna say you were ant. They deserved it, though. It's okay, because if you were ant Hitler, I've been ant Stalin before. (laughs) Because, like, I remember one time, like, uh, it was back in one of my old apartments, so clearly I didn't take good care of it. And there were just, like, this trail of ants leading in into my trash can. And I spent a solid hour with just, like, bug spray and a vacuum cleaner. Just like, (laughs) okay, now you're going to the camps. Come with me. And I was just like, this is the worst shit. I am ant Hitler. (laughs) You know. You know that's what I did, though. I had to pop that vacuum cleaner on and get all of these cryogenically destroyed ants... And just, like, have to get rid of them. So... I I don't think... I think you you would be hard-pressed to find somebody who has not committed an ant genocide. Well, uh, I just had a very shocking realization. It's the fact that Hitler was his last name, meaning that there were other Hitlers. So, Aunt Hitler was possibly a person. Auntie Hitler. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Hitler's... Some of Hitler's last remaining relatives actually live in the United States? Now, did they? Okay, how soon down the line did you think they were like? We probably need to change the last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, they weren't—they weren't direct descendants because he didn't have any children. Oh, okay. But they were like more like brothers' kids and sisters' kids and all that stuff. And they just didn't—they didn't, didn't want to be associated with all that. You like, know, my dude. Like Teddy Hitler, got Gar- Carl mm-hmm. Hitler, Greg Hitler. I mean poor franklin hitler franklin mm. hitler. oh no franklin okay i don't uh, it's clearly because it's late and there's tequila in me but now i just pictured franklin that old the fucking turtle from when we were kids but, hey yeah. it's franklin <laughs> Except he's coming gonna... in to gas yeah. oh my god damn it uh oh this is i'm sorry for everything that i've ever done anyway butterfly into the sky i can guess twice as high Uh i have a i have a i have an uplifting story if you'd rather me tell that one yeah go right ahead i mean we're just free balling right now (laughs) (laughs) this is all jazz baby yeah as you know i've been getting back to the gym pretty hard um Mm -hmm. over the last few weeks i'm over i'm at my like sixth complete week of gym time seventh week you know i'm starting to get that muscle definition back i'm starting to have a good time and i'm starting to meet some of the eccentric cast of gym people that i share my gym time with oh that's an important thing you're not truly welcomed into the gym until you're like oh there's the guy who always wears beats with dre and half reps there's that guy There's the old woman well, who's still getting it despite her age, and I cheer her on every time I see her. You go get it, Bernadise. Bernadise? <laughs> um What's that anyway. mean? Well, is that short for anything? Yeah, Bernadise. Yeah, did <laughs> she just flexes. Um, so, this particular character, who's lightened my life in many ways, uh-huh. um, I met him because... For some reason, we always are in the hot tub at the same time, because you know me. I like to go, I like to chill out in that hot water. I oh, like yeah. to chill out in that human soup that is the hot tub after the gym. Right. Um, And he's always there, and the only way that I can describe him, because he looks exactly like Steve Harvey if Steve Harvey was skinny. Oh, my God, I love everything that you're pitching to me right now. <laughs> um he's got he's even got the same facial hair like that little mustache <laughs> cut in the same way um and i first noticed him because he he always greets me when i get into the hot tub he greets everybody he he's like you know when that you get to that point of like being an old man where you're either bitter and angry at everything in the world or you yeah. just don't give a fuck and you're just happy about everything yeah it makes me uncomfortable when i'm at work because i'll be walking around and like i as an employee it's my job to be like hey how are you hey what's up but then some old people will just pimp in and be like and clearly not even coming to the section i work in and just be like hey how are you and i'm just like i'm not your grandson stay away mm-hmm <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Like they treat everyone like their grandkids. Yeah. And I appreciate this, um, up until the point where the same man that greets me and like talks to people like every now and again, he, as soon as he gets in the hot tub, like we got the jets on and stuff. Yeah. And he'll just like, he'll just start to, uh, like put his shoulders up against the jets and he'll start to moan. No, Scotty. No. Like he'll start. To go, oh, Oh, Oh I needed that. Oh god, I need Oh Worst things to oh, are... worst things to do in a hot tub, top five answers on the board, show me Moan Ding, number one answer, Survey says. <laughs> um other than that Steve he's what a is very kind Steve what is place your anus over one of the <laughs> one of the jets. Um... Like from that Chuck Palahniuk book. <laughs> All right. Show me I stuck my dick in it once. <laughs> dig says... Oh, yeah. It was only number four, well, totally but did. still, that got you on the board. Yeah, I, I mean, there were four people that did it. Um, So, other than that, I can only remember a few choice exchanges with this gentleman. Uh-huh. And... One of them was, like, tangential to me. Like, he had, we were in the locker room, and he had just gotten out of the hot tub. I had just gotten out of the sauna or whatever. And he greets a dude that he obviously knows pretty well at the gym. He's like, hey, hey, man, you winning the game? Hey, are you winning the game? To which the dude's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm just working out, you know, man? I'm getting it, I'm getting it there. He's like, no, no, dude, I mean the game of life. What? What? Scotty, I need this man in my life every day, Blake. I need to wake up and have his fucking Steve Harvey looking ass over me just like, are you winning the game of life? Hey, you winning the game? If I I hadn't worked so hard to grow this beard, I would go shave a fucking Steve Harvey mustache under my face and come back like, (laughs) y'all winning the game of life? He went, y'all went in the game damn and to which like this dude that he was that he was talking to like smiles and he gets this really good aura like this real cool energy about him. he's like yeah yeah man i am if they didn't chest bump afterwards that was an immediate like mistake that life had made <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually at that moment that i realized who this man was Do you know that character in all those feel-good movies from the 90s where, like, they're kind of the side character that everybody goes to for advice, and in the end, you find out that, like, he's an angel or something? (laughs) This is what that dude is! He is the angel of the UAB Rec Center! One day, you're gonna be sitting in the hot tub with this dude, and he's gonna lean back against the jet and then just go, uh... Oh, and then wings sprout the fuck out and then take him up to heaven. That's why he uses the jets. The jets are to push the wings back in so he doesn't go back to heaven because his work is not done here yet. So, wait, every time he doesn't moan, an angel gets his wings. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, dude, do you know how quickly he uses that hot tub if a bell rings? He's like, no, 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 (laughs) I still have work to do, God. Please. Oh, hold hold the phone. God, hot tub. They're not moans of excitement. They're groans of anguish as he's like, no, no, God, don't take me yet. No, I'm not done yet. Hold on. St. Peter, my my job isn't done. Peter, (laughs) hold on. Weirdest reasons to use a hot tub, number one answer on the board, to use your angel wings. Oh, God. And see, the weird thing is, like, at first I was only um, privy to his weird moaning antics in the hot tub. Yeah. But then I gradually got to learn that this man only exists to make everybody's life around him enjoyable yes that's so good i love this dude can we give him a name like a bs like this is gonna be his commemoration into the hall of fame Mm. (laughs) salty frank of the seven seas says hot tub time machine more like hot tub masochist machine i don't think he's a (laughs) masochist it's an it's hot tub angel machine hot tub moan machine this is, yeah, I think just the angel of the UAB wreck is probably the best. Also, while you were doing this, yeah. I came up with a really fun variant on Family Feud, which is, um, essentially what it is, is you figure out crimes, and a list of crimes, and, like, locations, so, like, the most fucked up things to happen in Osana sauna and you just ratio out, like, oh, well, 80% of people in a sauna usually get arrested for masturbating, 20% or, like, 10% get arrested for this, 5%, you get people in, and you're just like, all right, guys, what do you think people have been arrested Mm -hmm. for in this place? Is there a percentage there for people that pour water onto the electrical heating elements in an electrical sauna? Oh, you mean the water? (laughs) Because, you know what, there's a... Special place in hell for them because there's more than one. Oh, yeah, you mean the one that where it has the sign that says don't pour the water over? You know, I was mm-hmm. in there with a guy once. He was Jack, but he was like, Jack do shit, so I was afraid to say anything. But he did in I fact- I was there, remember? Oh, yeah, you were. And as he pours it over, me and you look at each other like, should we say something? And we were both like, we should, but also, mm-hmm. social anxiety, ahoy! And then we flew no. away. <laughs> I actually, there was another dude that I saw doing that, and I did say something to them once. And do you know what his fucking response was? Uh Uh-huh, what? Uh, no, no, dude, it's all right, I do this all the time. And, like, yeah, and you're the reason that this fucker is closed half the time. You're why this sign exists. How dare you? (laughs) Oh... Weird places people have sex, except replacing sex with the word whoopee. Oh, dude, my favorite nice. thing in the world is looking up, like, Family Feud alternate titles for dirty things. Like fanny or back, you... back pocket. Jesus' back pocket is my favorite term for back for <laughs> your butt. Can you say penis on Family Feud? Um, I'm sure you can. Like, Steve won't just be like... The, the fucking Family Feud Police won't come down and Steve Harvey's just like, Oh, no! Come get him, boys! But I think, I like... Know, knowing Steve Harvey, he might actually say that. Yeah. <laughs> come get him, it said penis! No, I, but I think, like, when it goes to the board, it'll be like three... It'll be like Pocket Rocket, three three people, or something like that. Like, it'll be... Like, you know, the special f- oh. the special flesh plate. <laughs> Wouldn't it get weird if it, like, had a really weird name? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <my> s- <laughs> all right, he says penis, show it on the board, and then the board says my special pleasure totem, and it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Steve, who wrote this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Apparently... Thanks. Frank says you can't say penis. Frank, salty Frank is here. Is our official Family Feud guide he's apparently like I watch it every day, and Steve Harvey lets him say penis every day. Um, mm. can one of the Family Feud answers be still apologizing for the Miss Universe pageant? <laughs> Welcome to, uh, top five things I should be using this platform to do. Number one, apologizing for the Miss Universe fuck up. Oh, but you know what, Blake, but you know what, we never fuck up. Okay, is this a plug? Because I need to go turn my heater off. (laughs) Yes, it is a quick plug for patreon.com slash a (laughs) load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to support us, either if you're watching us on Twitch right now, what up, Salty Frank? Or if you would like to, of course, uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes afterwards, you can, of course, support over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And we have a slew of amazing perks for you over there, including a weekly shout out for all of our patrons who donate $1 or more like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore, like Scott Moore, like uh, uh, Alvis, that's his name, right? He used to be called Taro, so I called him Ham Taro. His name has since changed to Alvis. So Alvis, thank you for uh, thank you for donating over at Patreon. So thank you so much for that. Or of course, if you're live on Twitch with us right now, make sure to go down below, donate through there, and it'll come up on the stream. We'll call you out on the stream. Donate, donate, donate. We need all the help we can get, ladies and gentlemen. And Blake is. Blake is still not here, so, uh... Salty Frank, what's up? Let's talk about Family Feud some more. Uh, what's your... Oh, wait, hold up, Blake's back. Please, let's not. (laughs) Oh, no, me and Salty (laughs) Frank were just about to talk about Family Feud for a while, but, I mean, if you want to go back to the actual show, I guess we can. Um, so, Um, ladies and gentlemen at at home, as was revealed last week, me and Blake... We're no longer podcasters or internet-tainers. We are novelistas. We are novel boys. We are... What was... Did we come up with a term? For what we should Mm -hmm. be called? We are idiots. (laughs) But yes, January 9th, 2018. The first ever official A Load of BS Novel drops... It is B.S. versus the Gods, an epic tale in which Blake Tanner and I take on some of your favorite Grecian gods. Obviously, when you look at us, we are men obviously capable of taking on gods. And so, of course, that is a novel coming out. I hope you guys all get ready to purchase it. Uh, it's going to be available for Kindle, and then afterwards I think we're going to try to get some hardback copies available for you guys. But for right now... We have a- we've got a special guest with us, and his name Mm -hmm. is- oh shit, what was his name? I forgot his name! Um, Hello, it's nice to see you here, Mr. Bartleby Jones. Oh wait, hold on, is- is our friend Honeypot going to be interviewing Bartleby Jones? I suppose so. Honeypot's make Bud Light sucks. And Bartleby Jones. Okay, hello, it's me, Bartleby Jones. Nice! <laughs> he sounds like the Joker! <laughs> yes, hello! It's alright, Patsy Me and you are going to have a great time in this interview. <laughs> I'd prefer if you call me Honey Ports... Alright, I'm sorry about that, honey pots. I just get a little bit crazy every now and then. I know you do. Apparently that's a new aspect to your character that's been added. Um that he's a psychopath and he kills people for fun. Alright. Um so I suppose I should ask you some questions about your newest book coming out, yes. BS vs the Gods. Of course. Well, what what were your early influences to write such a book? Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, all right, hold on. We do need to make a very important distinction here. Do you want me to just fuck this whole thing into the ground, or do you want me to legitimately tell you what inspired me to write the book? I think you know the right answer to that. <laughs> Oh, well then. AIDS. No. Um. Oh, damn it. I kind of want to actually talk about the. Fuck it. We're talking about the creation of the book, but then I'll also fuck shit up along the way. Um, so when starting out and writing this tale, I was drawing mostly from the true life stories of Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore and how they killed the Grecian gods. Um, but I. Uh, yes. <laughs> Go on. As a matter of fact, I hear that the old stories of uh, a god killer known as Kratos—it was actually an amalgamation of Blake and Scotty killing the gods. Oh, Kratos is nothing but a fuck boy compared to our two heroes. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, but of course, uh, as every good writer does, I must embellish, because of course the BS destroy them all in one fell swoop. One quick punch to the dick took them all down. So of course I had to add a bit of drama, drawing inspiration from of course um of course Grecian mythology as well. You'll find a bit of I studied up a bit on Grecian mythology, learned about of course um the tales of Ares and Ares, of course the villain of the first book, Ares, the god of discord and arguments. And, of course, her golden apple, which people argue over. Oh, uh, yes. Many many people may know her from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Hold on, wait, hold on. Straight up breaking kayfabe real quick. Didn't <laughs> realize she was in Billy and Mandy and got really mad when I found Because I had already started the fucking book. And I was just like, all right, let's look up stuff about Aeris. Fuck, she's in Billy and Mandy. Damn it. Um, I, I like how you say it, like, Billy and Mandy was this huge cultural revelation. Billy and Mandy, one of my favorite recording artists was on Billy and Mandy. Thank you very much. And, uh, dude, we should try to, once we get to where, like, the books are big, we need to try to get Aurelio Vol- Voltaire to record a song promoting one of the books. It would be amazing. Anyways... God. Uh, I drew inspiration from real Grecian uh, 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 stories. I, of course, uh, drew inspiration from the hit CW series Supernatural. Um, Numerous different things. Of course, listening to a load of BS really helped me write these characters. I felt as if, at points, I felt as if I was Scotty (laughs) writing. So that's, that's kind of where that all came from. Question two, please. All right. Um, what, were, what were really the early influences in you wanting to write about the BS? How did that come about? Well, as you know, as of course, last week you, you gave a very lovely biography of my backstory. I was, of course, lost in, on the Galapagos Islands as a one-year-old child. Only to be raised by two lovely turtles, who I now call Ma and Pa, and, yes, and you do keep up with them regularly. Regularly, yes. yes. Of course, I actually talked to Ma earlier today on the shell phone. That's a little joke we have. Shell phone set, anyways. And oh, then, yes, of course, one day I met the uh, a man who I've I've been told in Grecian mythology was referred to as Poseidon. And in the book, I have referred to him as Poseidon, but I believe you boys have called him Momoa Curry, the god of the sea, god of law. And he taught me English in exchange for writing this book. And he said he would fuck me until I couldn't breathe if I did not finish this book. And with that in mind, I did write the book. Did he also insult your mother, the sea turtle? That is something that <laughs> Momoa does regularly. The sea turtle! Hold on. Hello, Alvis uh, Edgeheart. How are you today? Alright, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome in our chat, Alvis. Of course, our uh, one of our lovely patrons over at Patreon.com. Um, anyways, as I was fucking saying, this is Momoa Curry breaking in on this bitch. Uh, in case you're wondering how I met this motherfucker, I fucked his turtle mom to hell and back, and I don't give a shit what his Leonardo fucking Donatello looking ass father tries on me. Put your bow staff away, old man, I'm the god of the law. The god of the law? I'm the god of law, bitch. Elvis Thank we you, have another pa- Elvis we have another patron. Elvis is getting sassy in the chat saying he's our only patron. Hey Salty <laughs> Frank, go prove all this wrong. Donate a dollar on Patreon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that gentlemen. I'm back. Oh, that's good. Um so I I suppose you answered that question. Um a little bit of a little bit of knowledge about the book itself. What would you say Mr. Jones was the hardest scene, or the hardest chapter to write in the book itself? Well, it reaches points in the book where... It's very hard, when you're writing for dual protagonists, it's very difficult to actually try to keep what's going on, you know, relevant between, because obviously the BS are two separate men with two separate goals in life, and so keeping both of those in mind while also maintaining a very fun and flowing plot is very difficult. And I think uh, I think it's actually very intriguing for the readers when they read BS versus the gods to enjoy, because I believe you could say that their goals clash at points, and we get to see the BS at points that they've they've never been before—points of disagreement, points of even argument. Who knows? Oh, very, very interesting. Did not answer my question with a specific instance, but I'll let you have that one. Thank you. (laughs) So what will you do with all of this literary success and acclaim that has been heaped on you with this release of this book? Well, obviously, when I win the... uh, The... (laughs) What I (laughs) I would just like to say, there are four people watching us now other than us that have no fucking clue what's going on. (laughs) Oh, well, obviously, I am Bartleby Jones, author of the soon-to-be Pussy Litzer-winning novel, BS vs. the Gods. Oh, and man. I'm here just promoting. Oh, we're down to three viewers. Besides us, one is definitely left now. But uh and so I'm here just as a nice interview, provo- promoting the novel. Um. But as you were saying, Blake Tanner, I I'm just excited to get. The... I am Honeypots. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, I was just I'm already excited to get the story of the BS out there, because I think when people listen, when people listen to a load of BS, when they watch the show on YouTube or live on Twitch, as numerous people are doing right now, they don't understand the backstory. They don't understand the true heroes that lay before them. And I'm just happy to get the story out today. Very good. Now here's a fun question. Okay. Do you believe in writer's block? Now, here's the thing. Fuck this. Is... I'm about to sit down and just give real writing theory. I uh, in my opinion, writing is like any other work. Um, writing, okay, uh, well, firstly, I'm sorry, but apparently the (laughs) chat, the chat wants to interview me as well. Uh, I need to know, is it steamy or is it wet for morning dew? B.S. uh, is- Yes. I assume that's, he's talking about the novel itself. Um, now this first book, I decided not to go full 50 shades on this bitch. Instead- (laughs) But wait until the sequel- but I did. I, I, I think there is a bit of sexual tension between Scotty and actually the villain Ares. I think there's a sexual tension between them. I think uh, I I want oh, really, to. Ev- I, wonder wh- I wonder why it's Scotty and Ares. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alvis! Alvis just says, "I can't believe I'm Ooh. helping fund this." Damn it. <laughs> Not that it isn't worth it, uh, i I feel like Elvis has a similar a similar uh comedy style to our friend Dylan, yeah, um, so and it, that he's just a huge asshole, and we love him. I love you, Alvis, anyways, so as I was saying, um it's a beautiful book with a lot of booty in it. Uh, let me put it this way: if you can get off on just the description of a person. I, the descriptions of Eris, I have made Eris purposefully the sexiest motherfucker on this planet. Like, red hair, covered in leather from head to toe, and just knows she can bone whoever she wants. I (laughs) love, I have loved how I've created Eris. Anyways, what was your question? What, um, already (laughs) forgotten... (laughs) The greatest, it's... the greatest response. What? <laughs> what? 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 I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was distracted by our great, jo- uh, by the greatest joker of all in chat. I'm uh, sorry. Elvis. Who are you saying is the greatest joker? I'm sorry. Well, that's not me. <laughs> okay. Any- I'm you sorry. Just, you sound like if I have... fucking. If- <laughs> If Tim Curry was the Joker... I'm sorry. Hello. It's me, Tim Curry. Uh, okay. I'm very good at impressions as well. Um, So, what made you des- decide to write a book about the BS? Well, in all honesty, I had something I've wanted to do for a very long time. And then one day... I set down. Oh no, Blake's webcam's going to lag. It's okay. His <laughs> Oh yeah. Nothing I can do about that. Oh, hold on. Wait, no. Salty Franks on my level. He said it's an amazing Mark Hamill Joker. Second dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This has now oh. just become we argue and the chat takes one of our sides. Um, I, I didn't say it was bad. I just said it sounded more like Tim Curry. Um, what was the question? Um Basically, who force-fed you all of this information about the BS and tell me in detail? Well, obviously it was your good friend Momoa Curry who came to me and was just like, Sup? Tell some stories, I guess. Um... Nope. But of course, You the weren't doing anything better, I suppose. And of course, I-, I think it's always important to set goals for yourself as an author. You <laughs> didn't o- say it was amazing. It's only great. <laughs> Salty Frank, don't test me, boy. Um, and of course, as I was saying, it's always important to set goals for yourself as an author. And at the beginning of November, I said, I want to write a book in three months, which of course is a very hefty task. And so I placed it for myself, and the book is coming out. And I'm very proud of... I'm proud of the work that's been put into it. Right. Well, that's very nice. I'm very, very glad. I hope you live your life in the way that you want. Uh, Do you think... I fuck sea turtles! What? Oh, I hope... Not your mother, though. No, 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 of course... What? No, What? There are plenty of other turtles in the sea. I fuck more than just the turtle mother. Oh, no, wait, that was Momoa Curry. Sorry. You're damn right. Fuck that bitch off. You remember the opening scene of Forrest Gump? That was me with his jodes' mother. Fucked her all um, day. I think this this is a better suited question for Momoa Curry that Salty Frank asked... What's a sea turtle's orgasm sound like? All right, now, here's the thing. When you're trying to make... Firstly, let me tell you something. Sea turtles will lie. They'll say, I've never had an orgasm during intercourse. They've just never had a real god go at them. I've had up to 15 orgasms in this sea turtle. And it sounds, unfortunately, I've got got a deep, deep voice, but let me see if I can call upon the noise of the ocean to bring out the noise of a sea turtle orgasm, which is roughly like... (coughs) And that's what it's like when you're slamming that Momoa D hard enough. That's what happens. Well this this interview has gone completely off the rails. Thank you Momoa Curry. Hello! Thank you Barbara B Jones. Uh, I am Honey it's, it's Nick very good oh, okay. you signing off. <laughs> Damn it, Chat took over that interview very quickly. Also, Alvis, I don't think a turtle can take their shell off during intercourse. I think it' stuck no. to them. It's like been, oh, you can I, take it off for them, though. That's like asking if you take off your spine during sex. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hold on. can I, I want Momoa, Momoa come back. I think Momoa has an announcement for one member of chat. Hello, it appears that one member of the chat is called Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, and being the god of the sea, and the god of law, and the god of all oceans, I, Momoa Curry, would like to dub Salty Frank of the Seven Seas my official first mate. It's mating season, bitches! Alright, thanks. Oh. Thanks run 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 salty you don't know what's just happened you need to run now no meanwhile over at salty's house his door gets broken down and there's like six sea turtles stacked on top of each other like the fucking goombas from mario and they just huddle in at him like an axe commercial oh god um alvis can-, can be the quartermaster yeah he gets to draw and quarter everybody alvis is quartermaster um, so, I gotta get some tequila out of my system. Would you like to talk about our Extra Life campaign while I do that? Uh, I'll talk about as much as I know. Yay! I'll help when I come back. We're probably just gonna redo it when I come back. Okay, that's fine. So, for this whole month, and I guess for the month of December, um, and through November, we have been, uh, participating to, uh, the Extra Life campaign which is uh, formed by gamers, bonded by passion. So um, any donations that go to a certain place that I don't know, because Scotty knows all of that stuff, and he'll give you the link later, but any donations made, go to the Extra Life campaign. It helps kids. um, It helps kids with illnesses. It helps give them games. It helps give them entertainment and stuff while they're in the hospital. It uh, helps go to their treatment. It helps go to their uh, medical costs, their medical expenses. Things like that. Um, other other people who have been giving, like, uh, there's a big uh, rooster teeth. They've got a huge uh, donation stream. Uh, Giant bomb. They've got a great donation stream. Anything. To Wait, get, hold on. Get, I'm, get, I'm back get, now. Are you talking about other people's extra live streams in the middle of ours? <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about who's doing extra live. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, of course, I, I, I bet you have told them that if they want to donate to ours, they can over at bit.ly slash BSVSCancer. And of course, we do have perks over there. If you donate a dollar at health, fuck it, if you donate any amount, ladies and gentlemen, you will immediately get this big giant shout out that we're going to do this huge shout out video for everybody who donates. If you donate $5 or more, I have official BS Christmas cards that I've created that I'm going to send out to all of you guys because you deserve it. Oh my god, Salty Frank! Salty Frank says Extra Life brought him games when he was a kid in the hospital. Oh, that's actually, that's really awesome. That's really awesome, Frank! I'm really happy for that. Um, So yeah, guys, make sure to donate to help out kids like Frank. And then of course, if you donate $15 or more, you'll get a free copy of BS vs. the Gods and you will get our uh, get the official BS Christmas card. And if you want to go beyond that, donate $30. And you will get a BS t-shirt exclusively made for Extra Life people. It's the only way to get it is if you donate to the Extra Life stream. And then you also get the Christmas card. You also get BS vs. the Gods. You get everything. And uh, that's only available if you donate over at bit.ly slash BSVS cancer thank you ladies and gentlemen and now Blake... and yes um alvis you do get uh your own copies of scotty's crappy drawings yes exactly the crappy drawings i do you can get it on a shirt and you can get it on a postcard depending on how much you donate some of the shirts oh god i forgot about the uh the load of bs like the the i guess the older cartoon like cuphead style uh, yeah, shirt that you did, that's a fun one. Yeah, the Cuphead-style shirt that we have, it's gonna be really, mm-hmm. really good. Um, Oh my god, the Salty Franks story is awesome. There was a kiosk they donated to every floor of Brenner's Children's Hospital with a GameCube and games on it. Dude, Extra Life is awesome! Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel rewarded right now! I feel like what we're doing <laughs> makes, like, is making a difference... And I'm pumped. I'm excited. So yeah, make sure to donate over at bit.ly slash BS versus Cancer to help out kids like Salty Frank, I guess. Now, I think think Frank was a little bit removed since he was talking about them bringing uh, GameCubes, but they're still doing good stuff. You don't know! (laughs) We don't know how... But of course um, as we said at the beginning of the show, Blake, I am worried about you stressing. I'm still wear so I put okay. on a wig. you couldn't see it. I put on a wig to play the character of Bartleby Jones and I just kept it on through the whole thing. And so now I've just got like matted down here. but I-, I-, I mean you're all stressed out and I want I want to motivate you. I want to help you keep going through this and so I'm gonna in- I've enlisted the help of a world-famous website known as WikiHow. God damn it. And with the power of WikiHow, (laughs) I'm hoping to somehow get you through your finals. The first one, of course, being how to survive your freshman year in high school. You're, of course, a freshman in high school, Blake. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I have been a freshman in high school for the last eight years. Well that's going to help you with part 1 being one step ahead of the game. I mean everyone else everyone else is going to be stressed about it, but of course you know. You know with that that you're perfectly fine. Uh, avoid skipping mm-hmm. or freshman orientation though you never want to you never want to lose anything there make make friends Blake before school starts now the best way oh, is... I have already failed that task for <laughs> many years running <laughs> Oh man uh let's see what's uh... actually no that being said the like of the first people that I met at school you were one of them I know because I I know we've said it on the podcast before, but because you look like an older ver- version of a kid who I used to like help out and I was just like, Hey Blake, me and you are friends now. Um, uh, being one step ahead of the that game. That makes me sound like the special kid. <laughs> uh, next one is get friendly, friendly with upperclassmen. And I love the image WikiHow uses. Cause it's a, like a senior with the freshman, just like, Hey kid, don't like well, don't mess with Mr. Jenkins, and it is the oldest man in existence with his arms crossed like me Meh. yeah, I get that alvis, oh, what did Alvis say? Uh, how to survive school with autism? I'd read that since it's something I had to deal with. oh, I'm sorry, alvis oh, yeah. thing uh, things closer to my heart than you might think. Yeah, uh, my nephew has it, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else can you do? Get to know the school map, get everything you need, be aware of the school's dress code, and on this, there's just some gang... Like, like not a real gangster, but imagine someone trying to be a gangster. Yeah. That's what's showing up, and he's is like, sucking on a lollipop. Like, meh. You know what I think depending on like what kind of school you're in it they have like different levels of school. like if you're a business school or in the engineering department we were in the theater department um yeah and we anything went you could just pop in up there with your shirt off if you felt like it yeah that's how dude theater department didn't give a shit theater department was like mm-hmm. i don't care go jerk each other off in the bathroom like whatever Yeah. Um, Oh, hold on. Yeah, I think we need to take a sidebar for Salty Frank's. uh, Salty Frank has a tail. He was in the hospital for being diagnosed with type one diabetes, which was his biggest fear because of severe needle phobia. Dude, I'm Mm. on your level. I am. I am a 24 year old grown ass man and I'm still afraid of needles, which is weird because I have multiple tattoos. But I have almost passed yeah. out during all of them. But yeah, needle phobia is nothing to fuck with. Like, um, me and my uh, girlfriend both have it, and so yeah, I understand that being a fear. Um, all I had to ma- take my mind off of it was when it was my turn to have the GameCube in the week long twenty four seven X Files marathon on Sci Fi. That is a badass! dude. Sci Fi saved like was yeah. That was back when it was correctly uh, correctly lettered, S-C-I-F-I, not this bullshit that's nowadays sfy. I was about to be like, hey, don't talk about sci-fi because SmackDown's on sci-fi. Then I remember they've moved <laughs> it, so we can talk it all the shit we want. I've been for two years, Scotty. Blake, it's been a while. There was a year I was out of the wrestling game. Okay, you know what? I, I see that. I see that the freshman year thing's not working for you. So I need to motivate you, and so I've found something for myself. It's how to give a speech before a championship game, because you're obviously gonna you're going on the championship. Wait, what? Uh, Steph, I mean, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at public speaking, to be honest. Well, no, no, this is for me to speech to you to motivate you to get you through this. Part okay. one: preparing the content of your speech. I haven't done that, so I'm okay. gonna just skip. By, I'm gonna skip past that. Hold on, let's see. Wait, what? Hold on, there's actually a lot of buck wild stuff in preparing the content of your speech. Including, let's see, keep it short and focused. So I'm just gonna be like, what up, dude? Fucking pass the test. Done, and then I walk away. Uh, (laughs) Open your speech with dramatic or emotional language. This day is our (laughs) Independence Day. A day we took... fuck! I was about to do an Independence Day. Yes! You son of a bitch! <laughs> we cannot go quietly into the night. We cannot go without a fight. Uh, they can take our lands, but they cannot take our fucking freedom. Well, my favorite thing is the fact that it's got like a picture, and then it's got the guy speaking. So this is what his speech is. Are you ready to push yourself harder than you ever have before? Point four. No. O- only include up to three points of strategic or instructional information in your speech. Remember to drop your shoulder before you swing. So his speech. Are you ready to push yourself harder than you ever have before? Well, but remember to drop your shoulder before you swing. Just drop that shoulder. Stay on your toes like we've been doing in practice. Remember how quickly you can pivot when you're on your toes. This doesn't help I don't think this is helping. No. Blake, stay on your toes when you're fucking taking a test. So, as you're, like, sitting in the desk, the teacher looks underneath, and you've just got, like, the Michael Jackson raised... (laughs) Like, raised caps. Um, I would just like to point out, Elvis and Frank are having a wonderful conversation in chat. Oh, no! Which goes goes to show the fact that how helpful all of this information is for the game day speech i think we need to move on uh let's see i'm still not found a needles was too scared those invisible woodland things would sneak in my room to worry about the needles i don't think you can get to the point of not disliking needles good point sorry that must have stung fuck fucking alvis <laughs> needle phobia my dude it hurts um. in multiple ways I'm glad that I'm not scared of needles anymore. No, dude, I still am. Like, well, it's weird. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of shots. So injections. I'm afraid of getting my blood drawn. I'm not afraid of, have you had where they like take your blood and it will prick your finger and then scrape the blood in this real weird way? I'm not afraid of that. (laughs) And I'm not afraid of tattoos. I don't get how I'm not afraid of tattoos. I will say, though, there was this one time, actually pretty recently, that um, I was giving blood to, like, a study because they needed yeah. control stuff. And I work in I work with a bunch of research labs. So they'll ask for, like, things like blood or uh, samples for, like, a control dude. Oh, you actually – you told um, part of this on the podcast because wasn't this the part – wasn't yeah. this the uh, story where afterwards the dude looked at you and was like, go Michigan. <laughs> I forgot about that, okay, so anyway um the the nurses take um like start to take my blood, which means she puts a needle in my arm, and I'm like, okay this I'm is about fun. To, oh God I'm already about bad. to pass out I'm already yep. about to pass out with the story you're telling, I mean, but at this point, like you see uh, the blood is exiting like the tube and it's going into the uh the little collection, like the test tube that they're gonna put it in, and you see it filling up for a second. Except the tube breaks and the seal fucks up between the tube what? and my arm. Yeah. So, like, my blood starts spilling out onto the table. <laughs> Hold on. The best part is at that story. Uh... At, the end of, at the end of that story, as blood starts pouring on the table. Uh, Jay pops in. Uh, sup, dudes? Uh, du- we're just talking about blood and needles, my man. Dude, that's the worst story of all time. So, okay. Well, so- no, the best part is she asked, like, after she would cleaned my arm up and we would cleaned the blood off the table. Um, Can we do it in your other arm? Because we really need this, this control sample. So I'm like, all right, do it. Yeah. So I got pricked in both of my arms. That's bullshit. To get blood. No, it was um, horrible. Speaking of what, Salty Frank just said the most pain he's ever felt was the only place they could draw blood was straight down into his wrist under where, like, his <laughs> thumb is. So, oh God. Uh, fun fact for everybody watching on YouTube and on the stream right now, this, uh, my Diamond Club tattoo right here, Uh, I was like, it's fine. I can handle it. Also, I may have been slightly intoxicated from going no. to Dick's Last Resort and drinking a bit. And so I was like, I'll be fine. And then this first line across the top of it, he starts going and it felt like somebody slit my wrist. It was the worst pain in my entire life. And I was like, I'll be fine. Like, that's the thing with, I think with an injection, cause it's so fast, like your adrenaline mm-hmm. doesn't have time to kick in, but with a tattoo, like that first five minutes, I feel like I'm going to pass out. But then afterwards, <laughs> Um, J- Jared is pointing out the, uh, absurdity of a blood and needles discussion while I'm drinking out of a Cairn filled with whiskey. Uh, I wish I could be drinking out of something as fancy, but I'm drinking trash water. You're Well, yeah, you're a garbage boy drinking garbage juice. But, um, okay, so going back to what we were talking about. So clearly, so clearly the, the, uh, the story about, like, the thing about, uh, you... Getting into freshman high school that wasn't working. Me trying to give a motivational well, speech wasn't working, and I know you're stressed. So Blake, I've, I've, I think I've figured it out. Your last how, your last wiki how, and it's wiki how to fake your own death. <laughs> oh, so we're going to do okay. All right, I'm, I'm okay. I'm into it. Okay, so part one of faking your own death, fucking just disappear. Get the fuck out. That's part one. Disappear completely. Part one, decide whether or not you want to fake your own death. So wait. I have to disappear before I decide that I'm going to fake my own death. Well, no, I, okay. Is this like a, is this a situation where it's like, okay, but you have to see how faking your own death will affect everybody around you. Well, you have to, once you start faking your own death, you have to wait for an angel to come visit you and be like, let me show you Ebenezer Scrooge the future. And you're like, okay. Oh, Um, I, I thought this was going to be more like, it's a wonderful life. Where you just get to see what your life would be like Damn if you it. didn't That's exist. Cri- oh, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> I got my Christmas. You know, it's like a Christmas story where <laughs> where he tries to kill himself because he's in the bunny slippers. Uh, yeah, it's a Christmas story. You know, where that kid gets left home alone? <laughs> <laughs> With Donald Trump in the hotel? Um. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, excuse me, could you tell me where the grand ballroom is? Uh, yeah, you just turn to take a lift right there and It'd grab him in right the pussy. Um, oh! next, next step, stop using, next step, stop using anything that'll trace back to you. So get rid of the cell phones, get rid of the computers, get rid of all of that. Step three, watch out for little things that might give you away, like acting fishy beforehand. What? What the fuck? Okay. I I would just like to say like, all of these steps also inherently mean an end to this podcast. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Step four, decide on a death method. So how you gonna die, Blake? It's your time to decide. I mean, I guess I'll just set my house on fire and endanger my whole family. Why not? Uh huh. Uh yeah, I guess it's fine. Um, I'm sorry. I thought that would be funnier than it was, but no, it wasn't. It was a whole big pile of "I'm gonna kill my family, Blake." <laughs> Which is why I'm here. I'm here to oh, take care. I said, I said, in danger. I would make sure that they get out in time. Um, another. Oh, I really like the one option they give, which is. <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it, Jarrett. Okay. Um. So uh, I like their option, which is get lost at sea, which is always good. Okay. Um. My f- okay, wait, hold on. Alvis says you could say you went to South Ca- Ca- oh, South Cal- California and ran into the woods. Damn it, Alvis. <laughs> no, that's topical and horrible. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, every month I come out with a new shirt that we sell on our website, a purebs.com Go check it out. Uh, I think January's shirt is just going to say, damn it, Alvis, from How Much Has Been Happening. Um, I love it. Part 5 of disappearing completely is quite simply do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Now. What the fuck? Man, I don't know how okay, Blake, how would Thanks, yeah. How <laughs> how would you fake your own death, Blake? The how like I don't think you need to go as deep as your house burning down. But I feel like I have people in my life who are too likely to just be, like, suspicious. And be like, he's not dead. He's still around somewhere. I mean, yeah, that's a thing that I was thinking about. Like, I wouldn't even go through all that trouble. I would just fucking leave. Yeah, right? You could just probably get out of it. Like, let me let me put it this way. I lived in Orlando for a solid four months. Without the peep, my closest friends in Alabama being aware, I could go anywhere right now, and it's pretty much fine. You actually had to tell me that you'd moved back because you were living back in Alabama for a while and then you decided to move back well to no, Orlando. I lived in, what the story was I lived in Alabama for like a week, maybe, and then I went to see Moana. And at that point in my life, I was really like, I don't know. I really do like Orlando, and I want to go back to Orlando and explore what the world has for me to offer. But I don't know if I need to go. And then, of course, like the first song of Moana is just like, The sea, it calls me, and now I know how far it goes. And I was like, I have to go. Moana told me. Disney told me. So the sea was calling to you, so you moved into the middle of Florida, which is nowhere near the ocean. It was closer to the ocean than we are. We're a bit away ways from the ocean. That... My... <sighs> this has you? been a... So you know how every once in a while we have what we like to call the BS therapy episodes, where me and you just, like, instead of trying to entertain people, just chill for a while? I think yeah. that... This is the anti-that episode. It's just us sitting here and drinking and being like, let's go. Let's talk about killing ourselves. No, although, I'm not going to go that far. Um, although, however, chat, like, chat's chat been helping a lot. So thank you so much, chat. You're all fantastic people. You're beautiful yes. people. Um, You're fantastic. I, I, I think it's to the point where like, a friend of mine that um, I know in Birmingham... And I like every now and then we'll talk about just like what it's like to just like you ever just thought about like quote unquote just burning it all down and then like going somewhere else burning it to the ground Nickelback style I mean dude yeah. every damned day <laughs> <laughs> if oh man Frank Fr- salty Frank has a good point if I move closer to the ocean it would be a flood zone which is very irresponsible of me um, yeah. And as we all know, we've seen how I handle hurricane situations. Make sure to check out some older episode of A Load of BS where we talk about that. Um, I mean, if you're not doing anything, like, we got a backlog. Just fuck it. So, uh, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? I learned that Momoa Curry doesn't care who your mother is; he'll still fuck her. I don't care. I don't care if your mother's a fucking turtle. I'll plow that bitch all day. You know they say tor- turtles are slow, but I made her in fucking like, fifteen seconds. I'm just saying. I... <laughs> um, and I learned that having chat is fantastic, and I can't wait till we have a million people watching this show and interacting with us at all times. Like. Like Elvis, like Salty Frank, like uh, Jay Roadie, all of our favorites. Uh, wait, hold on. Salty, I'm not saying this because I need a new follow on Twitch. I'm saying this because I want to test something that will be really cool. Salty, will you follow us right now? I want to see if something's going to work. It's probably not going to work. It's not going to work. Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. I last longer second. than second. I last 20 seconds, Alvis. Damn it. No, he doesn't. That's a lie. He only lasts 10. Oh, my God. Blake, why would you do that? What? Anyways, uh, B- Blake, where can they find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, we also do things. Uh, I do stuff with my other friends at The Darkroom Room Vidya on YouTube. That's The Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Play video games and stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Blake A. Tanner, I guess. I don't know if you want to watch, look at my pictures. Oh, snap! We got followed! There was a mystical, magical pring noise that lets us know we got followed. I'm excited. Sorry. Anyways, Thanks, as, you Frank. Were, as you were saying. <laughs> Shout out to Frank, though. Shout He's out been to a that dude. Frank, though. Scotty, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Scottie Mo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queezle Corp, A Tale of Dicks and Douchebags. That's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. I've got QuezelCorp. Corp. I've got Queezle Corp Risen. If you guys want to sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible, you can actually get a free audiobook narrated by me of Queezle Corp on there like that. And the Queezle Corp Risen one should be coming out sometime this month. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube or listening on Stitcher or listening on iTunes, make sure to rate, subscribe if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, do all of that fantastic stuff. Of course, it is the giving season, so make sure to donate over at bit.ly slash BSVScancer. Remember to find all, uh, all of the amazing BS Network products like this, like Fight Boys, our pro wrestling podcast, like Opposite Attractions. My uh, theme park podcast that I do with my buddy Jim Murphy, all over at a load of pure And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. BS.com. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Accept no substitutes, and we will see you next week.